Hey guys, welcome to the One Life Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today, and we hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. Enjoy the message. Hey, fantastic. Thank you so much, Emily. It's great to be with you all again today online from wherever you're joining us. We want to say welcome. It's great that you can be part of our service today. Well, the month of October, we're doing a series on the art of communication. And already uh, we've heard, you know, how we can actually communicate and make sure our words are clothed in love. And uh, last week, Pastor Steve was talking about, you know, not just having an intention, but putting action behind it as well. And today I decided that um, we'd look at uh, the art of communication in in a slightly different light and uh, that is that when we're thinking about communicating people it's with people it's so important that we can find common ground and uh, if the last season and maybe the last couple of years have taught us anything it is this that agility is everything And we're living in an environment now where we just need to be agile and we need to be able to be flexible and be able to, you know, find that common ground with people because there's much around at the moment that seeks to bring division between people's lives. And and we know that that's not something that the kingdom of God's about. The kingdom of God is about, you know, bringing unity amongst people's lives. And, uh, and, you know, as representatives of the kingdom, we want to be people that can be agile in our relationships and with the help of the Holy Spirit, find common ground with people and help them and help love them and and help engage with them and just allow you know our relationships just to flourish uh, because we are we are people that are open to uh, the Spirit of God moving in our lives and being able to find common ground with people so I've just titled today's message finding common ground and um, I, I, I this is you know, something that, that we need to really be thinking about and be quite intentional about when we interact with people and meet people for the first time, for, for instance. Um, it's something that, you know, we, we, we learn to do. Some people are just naturally gifted at this, but for others of us, you know, it's not something that just comes naturally. It's something that we've got to work at. And I'm one of those people that's got to work at stuff in life. So, hey, I'm preaching to myself today. Um, and when we think about, you know, what the last little bit of a season that we've been going through the last couple of years, teaching us how just to remain agile. And, um, you know, we don't know what's around the corner sometimes. None of us actually have that insight. And so remaining agile in our relationships as well. And that is that I may not be a responsible for the situation but I am responsible for how I choose to respond to the situation I want to say that again sometimes we're not responsible for the situation but we are responsible for how we choose to react and respond to the situation and uh, I I was really thinking about this word agility and uh, from the Merriam-Webster's dictionary it says this having a quick and resourceful and adaptable character the quality or state of being agile And uh, for those that have got a really good memory, uh, well, actually, it might necessarily be that you've got a good memory. It might be that you've just been around for a little while, as I have. And there used to be a television series on telly, um, and uh, it was called MacGyver. Some people might remember that. And if there ever was someone that was agile, it was Angus Mac MacGyver. He had this amazing ability to, uh, didn't matter what situation he found himself in, he was so resourceful, and he always found, you know, a bit of duct tape here and a, and a paper clip there. And, and you know, he was, he was defusing bombs or he was making bombs bombs or he was breaking into a door or some such thing and um, he just had this ability to uh, to go beyond barriers and and, and just to be agile um, in what he did 
And, uh, you know, he had a, 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 an amazing ability. The character MacGyver had this amazing ability. Um, he had uh, genius level intellect. Uh, he had proficiency in multiple languages. So he was multilingual. Um, he had superb engineering skills. He had an excellent knowledge of applied physics. Uh, he had military training in bomb disposal techniques and a preference for non-lethal resolutions to conflicts. I don't know about you, but I've got none of those things. Uh, you know, but we find ourselves living in life uh, where things will throw them throw, throw up in front of us from time to time or people will throw things in front of us from time to time. And uh, the ability just to relate and uh, not react um, adversely, but to re- respond in a way that would bring a great witness um, to, to Jesus. And uh, that's what I want to encourage us in today and being able to find common ground in that. Uh, so there's a real need uh, for believers in Jesus Christ to provide a better narrative and ultimately response towards people who have no hope or are living with a, a, a pseudo sort of hope. I believe there's a lot of people in society today that are living with a, 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 a pseudo hope. It's, it's not real hope. It's not, if, it's, if it's apart from Christ, let's be honest, it's not a real hope. It's not a lasting hope. It's not a hope that's going to sustain people. Yet, nonetheless, we've got to be able to find common ground with those people. We've got to be able to get into their worlds. And this was something that Jesus himself was able to do so uh, remarkably well. And uh, I, I want to I want to be a person that models myself after the life of Christ and, and learn from him and learn to be a person that can find common ground with all people. And we're going to look at a couple of references this morning uh, from the New Testament and uh, look at the Apostle Paul and we'll also look at the life of Christ as well. Um, so firstly, it's imperative that we can find common ground with people. And uh, some people, as I said, when I started, can do that better than others. Um, some of us aren't as good at finding common ground with people. You know, if you're a person that follows sport and you find another bloke and he, he actually knows something about sport or he follows the same team that you do or, or his team was, you know, both your teams are in the grand final this year and things like that. Uh, see, I don't, I'm not a person that follows sport, but I know there's people out there and, and it's just amazing, you know, when you actually start talking to people, uh, the, there's the rule of the six degrees of separation. And I've often found in my life that although I may not know everything about sport, I might know a little bit about sport. Maybe I don't know much about politics, but I know a little bit about politics. And maybe I meet someone for the first time and I find out that they lived in a town that one of my close friends, or maybe I even lived in at one, one stage of time. You know, it's amazing when you actually start to ask the right questions that you can actually find common ground with people. And, um, the Apostle Paul, if there ever was going to be a New Testament MacGyver, I believe the Apostle Paul was the man. He found himself in many sticky situations. You know, he found himself in, in jail. He found himself, you know, being stoned to death. He found himself, um, you know, being being cast out of places. He, he, he found himself on shipwrecks. He found himself in many situations that required him to remain agile and to think on his feet and not just to say, well, I just want everything everything to my preference, to run to my preference. He was a man that was able to just be all things to all people. In fact, he did say that. And uh, it's my key verse for today in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verses 22a section 223. Um, in the New Living Translation, it says this, Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. 
I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. And I just want us to have a look at two places uh, in the book of Acts today that just demonstrates Paul doing just that. And uh, in the book of Acts, um, chapter 16 and verses 37 to 39 in the NIV, we read, But Paul said to the officers, They beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens, and threw us into prison. And now, uh, and now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves to escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. See, Paul found himself in, in one of those sticky situations that I was talking about again. Yet he, he looked for finding common ground with the group of people that he, that he was with. And in this instance, it was the fact that he was a Roman citizen. And uh, in order for him to uh, be tested in this way, you know, they needed to go about it the right way. And uh, he was able to reveal this to them that, hey, actually, I'm a Roman citizen. And he found that common ground that just took him further and further in his relationships and also in his, in his uh, ability to make connections with other people as time went by and as his, as his trial came closer and closer and he had to go certain places, he got to interact with so many more people. He displayed this ability to be agile and think on his feet and find common ground with the people that he was with. We find it again in Acts chapter 17 and verses 22 to 23. And it says, So Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows, Men of Athens, I notice that you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines, and one of your altars had this inscription on it, To an unknown God. This God, whom you worship without knowing, is the one I'm telling you about. See, Paul, on his many mission trips, would find himself in, find himself in a lot of different places with a lot of different people. Um, you know, accusations coming against him when when they said that you know that this new this new religion, this new way of life, faith in Jesus Christ, was the only way to go, and upsetting a whole heap of people along the way because all of a sudden people that were making um, idols and images and all of that, they, they, their trade started to diminish. And and here's Paul; he finds himself in Athens, and he looks around and he sees all these false gods he sees things happening around about him and uh, you know he was had this ability to be able to relate to the group of people that he found himself with he didn't just you know um, come through and, and and just blast them in some way but he found common ground and uh, this is a skill that Paul had and um, it's a skill that I want to encourage us in and certainly want to look at today in the way that we do find common ground with people and uh, Paul did that here and uh, he found that, you know, there were all these statues around and people were obviously uh, very intent on their worship. And uh, Paul was able to present to them. Uh, and it was an open door for Paul to be able to present Christ to them. And, uh, and, and it had great results. And, uh, you know, that ability to, to look around and just be aware of, of the people that we find ourselves in, what the culture is, what, what people are responding to, what people are watching, what people are listening to. Because we need to be able, actually able to connect with those people right where they're at. And, uh, and I want to look and just share a couple of keys to doing that today. So some keys to remember when trying to find common ground. If you're anything like me, um, I like keys. I like, I like takeaways, right? I like, I like to be able to take something 
away and go, how can I apply this to my life? How can I apply this when I find myself around, myself around groups of people or, or a person that I'm really challenged with? Um, and so I hope today that these keys might encourage you. And, and maybe some of these keys you're already uh, familiar with or you're already um, employing in your own life and relationships. But hey, um, if not, I encourage you with these today. So keys to remember when trying to find common ground with people. The first one is, I believe as Christians, we need to know that you have been empowered. We need to know that we have been empowered. See, we have this amazing hope living on the inside of us. And sometimes we can just look with natural eyes and you can think, well, I really, I, I don't have much. You know, I, I, I'm not, maybe you're lacking confidence. Maybe there's other issues that you, that come to mind for whatever reason uh, that hold you back in your relationships or making connections with people. Um, you see, the Holy Spirit has come to reside on the inside of our lives. And uh, the Bible tells us in Philippians that God is working in us, giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. And I, I don't know about you, but I find that very reassuring because it's not something that I can just conjure up myself. It's the Spirit of God working inside you. It's the Spirit of God working inside me. So we have to remember that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. The starting point for us is, is ourselves, getting ourselves to that place where it's like, you know what? I can make a connection with someone. I can find common ground. God, you're with me. God, you're empowering me. I just want to share a scripture in Acts 1 and verse 8 out of the Amplified. Amplified, and it's talking about the Holy Spirit coming and living on the inside of a believer. And it says this, Jesus said, But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Get this, and you, you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. See, the Holy Spirit's in our lives, people. He's wanting to work. He's wanting to get out. And a matter of fact, I find a lot of the times is the Holy Spirit's more keen to get out of us than we're, we're prepared to sometimes position ourselves. And uh, it's about disciplining in ourselves to, to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and being prompted by the Holy Spirit. So number one, know that you have been empowered. Number two, remember that the starting point is always others. I shared this uh, when I started this series that we really need to get to a place where we value people and we learn what it is to actually die to ourselves. There's so much of ourself that just wants to get in the way when, it's, when we come to making a connection with people. I don't know about you, but I found myself in many situations where I met someone for the first time and, uh, and they start telling their story and I'm led in a certain way. And then I just get this 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 you know desire this this unction within me to want to share my story and and to want to say yeah well I've done this and I've done that and you know what it actually does is it actually tries to out trump uh, the other person's story and it's something that I've been really mindful of in my life is that when I meet someone for the first time I want to keep the limelight I want to keep the spotlight on them this is all about the other person sure if that other person prompts you and there's things that you can share about yourself but don't ever feel that you have to um, you have to outdo their story or their experience even if they've been to a place that you've been and they've experienced something that you've experienced you know I always like to identify with that person where they're at and what their experience was rather than try to trump their story so it's really important to value the other person not try to outdo them with what you know or what you've experienced but just remember that that valuing and loving people is is the starting point for us when we're trying to find common ground with people in fact Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16 in the amplified once again says this it says listen carefully I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves but be wise 
as serpents and innocent as doves, says this, have no self-serving agenda. Wow. Have no self-serving agenda. I love this quote by Stephen C. Mills, and it says, Real Christian love is always sacrificial, like Christ's own love. Christians ought to never focus on what is best for themselves, but, what on, but on what is best for others. Uh, you find yourself in a situation or a, or a first time meeting with someone or someone that you haven't seen for a while and you're catching up on things. Hey, really value that person. Really let that person know that you're interested in what's going on in their lives and, uh, and that you, you're taking an interest in, in their experiences and their stories. So number one, know that you've been empowered. Number two, remember the starting point is always love, loving others and is always lovers and, va- and value other people. And number three is know that everyday people have everyday concerns. Everyday people that you meet, they're walking around with concerns. They're walking around with, with convictions about certain things. Everyday people have everyday concerns. And it's very easy to find common ground with people through a concern that they might have. And uh, I, I found in my life when, when people uh, meet people for the first time and they talk about things that are concerning them, it could be what's in coronavirus, it could be vaccine, it could be, it could be a whole lot of things. But we can find common ground with people because... Everyday people have everyday concerns. Um, I want to share a quick story uh, of an opportunity that I had a couple of years ago at uh, Rochelle. Uh, she was working as a florist at the time, and uh, we got to go to a Christmas party. And uh, uh, we found ourselves um, at a really nice restaurant for dinner, and uh, a few people there had um, had had a few a few drinks and uh, were loosening up pretty well. And uh, you know, I was just trying to relate to people and trying to talk to people and, and listening to the conversation and what was happening. And there was a couple of men, a couple of husbands that were there. And uh, one of them was in mining. And uh, one of them had a, had a grape growing background, like a viticultural background and a winemaking background. Anyway, we just got talking and they were talking. And one of them started actually talking about, you know, all the coal that's under the ground. And, and, and how did it get there? Like, you know, I go into work every day and there's just so much coal and, and it's everywhere. And, and, and they're coming up with all these different ideas of how the coal actually got into the ground. And I just sat there for a while and I just you know was was a fly on the wall to their conversation so to speak and I got that little uh, witness in my spirit that little nudge in my spirit for the Holy Spirit saying hey come on are you going to stand for me now are you going to are you going to maybe put your opinion out here on the table and just see where this goes and I thought you know what I've got nothing to lose here these guys have had a few drinks they're pretty they're pretty loose at the moment I'm gonna I'm just gonna say hey well actually and I did and there was a break in the conversation I said well if you don't mind me saying I've got another opinion on about how that coal could have got there and I started talking about the biblical account of Noah's flood and the flood waters covering the whole earth and just painted a picture for these guys about, you know, a global flood and that you find coal and you find minerals and all over the world in all different countries, all at the same sort of level and all, all pressed down, you know, through, through water and overlay. And uh, after that conversation, the guys were going, yeah, well, that really makes sense. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing when the Holy Spirit can just give you these little opportunities. So know this, that everyday people have everyday concerns. These guys' concern was for how did that coal even get in the ground? And, uh, you know, I, I was able to listen to what they had to say, but then I was able to offer uh, another, another explanation as to how that coal got there. And so number one, we remember that, you know, you've been empowered. Number two, the starting point is always others. others. Number three is that everyday people have everyday concerns. Number four is... Learn to listen 
intentionally. Now, if there's anything that I can encourage you to do, this has got to be it. So often when we're talking to people, we're often thinking about, you know, other thoughts. Um, I've had this experience many times with even close friends uh, where we're having a conversation and the person's nodding their head, but they ain't listening. They are not getting anything that I'm saying. And I could say, you know, I, I, I just assassinated someone yesterday and, and the conversation would go, oh, that's, that's great. You ever, you ever had those people that you've talked to and you just know that they're just not listening? Um, yeah, there's something about really intentionally listening to someone and leaning into the conversation and that really takes effort. It really does. It's not something that, that is just natural. It's something that I myself have to work on and really value this person and really intentionally listen to what they're going to say. James chapter 1 and verse 19a in the Amplified says this, Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear, be a careful, thoughtful listener. Now, if you're going to be a careful, thoughtful listener, it's going to take you to be very intentional. And that's exactly what Pastor Steve was talking about last week. You know, getting past good intentions and actually putting legs on it and putting it into action. So we've got to be people that are going to really lean into the conversation and and be an intentional listener. Don't be thinking about, you know, oh, I could outdo that person with this story or, or there's this experience or something or other else or golly, you know, I, I, I've got other places that I need to be. Hey, just self-sacrifice. Invest in someone else and just be intentional in about what, what you're going to hear from them. And then ask questions ba- back based off what that person's actually saying. Another great skill and ability to be able to hone in on is when they actually talk about other things. Another leading question. Well, what about that? How many years did you spend in that town that you were just talking about? You know, And there's all these different ways that we can continue that conversation and keep it going. But learn to listen intentionally. And uh, another great thing is try to remember the person's name. Hey, it's, it sounds so simple, but it can often be very hard to do. If you're meeting someone for the first time, really value remembering their name. I know of a couple of people that came to our church once and they were church shopping, so to speak, and they called in one week and I got to meet these people pre-service and it was about another four weeks and those same two people came back to our service and it was just something that I was really intentional about with these two people remembering their name and they came back in and I was able to to, uh, say hello again by name. And they were absolutely taken back. You know, it's something so small, but it carries such weight when you really intentionally listen and make a connection with people. So number one, again, don't forget, you've been empowered. Number two, remember the starting point is always others. Number three, know that people, everyday people have everyday concerns. Four, learn to listen intentionally. And number five, ask appropriate questions. This is something that takes a little bit of skill to do, but you need to learn. We need to learn to ask appropriate questions to people. Uh, I I often think about Jesus at the well with the Samaritan woman. And uh, Jesus had this amazing ability to ask leading questions. And, uh, you know, he said, he started the conversation by, hey, uh, can you get me some water? And, uh, and the conversation went from there. You know, there was common ground. They were there. He was looking for the common ground. She was there to draw water. He wanted a drink. He knew the need in her was more than just natural water, that she was thirsty for something else. He had a leading question. 
about the lady's husband. And she says, well, I'm not married at this point in time. And uh, Jesus says, you answered well, uh, you know, because you've been, you've been with five people and the bloke that you're with now, you're not married to him. You know, Jesus can get away with asking certain questions, but we've got to be mindful that the questions that we are going to ask are appropriate questions to other people. And I just want to add a quick disclaimer for us today. Not everybody is always going to be happy to see you. And not everyone is always going to receive you well. It certainly wasn't Jesus' example in the Bible. It wasn't the apostles' example either. So we need to be able to come to that reality as well and face that reality that we're not going to be everybody's best friend. But hey, we can make an effort. We can self-sacrifice. We can lean in to to making an investment in other people. Regardless, uh, you know, we're not there for an agenda. We're not there to get something back in return. We're there just because we're self-sacrificing and we, we just want to love people and we want to be that expression of Christ to them. So number five, ask appropriate questions. And I believe this wholeheartedly that if you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I really don't know what question to ask at this point in time. I believe the Holy Spirit will quicken a question inside you that you can then lead the conversation in that area. And uh, just be responsive to what the Holy Spirit keeps on saying to you when you're being mindful about keeping the conversation on the other person and valuing the other person. That disclaimer, once again, not everyone will be happy to see you. And I just love this quote from Nora Ephron. And it says, when your children are teenagers, it's important to have a dog so that someone in the house is always happy to see you. <laughs> it's, it's great to uh, think about that in, in, you know, have a bit of a laugh and be a bit humorous about that. But the reality is, not everyone's going to be thrilled to see you all the time and not everyone's always going to have a great response. But hey, learn to, to love others, learn to value others, uh, learn to find common ground with people. And that's what I want to encourage us to do this week, church. As you go uh, this week, as you go even today, and, and the people that you'll encounter, maybe online, maybe, maybe um, if you're in the, in the chat today, you know, um, hey, you know, get in there and, and, and place some encouraging uh, uh, conversation in the chat today. Maybe maybe it's after the chat. Maybe it's someone that you can connect with after church. But hey, really think about what it is to find common ground with people and, and value where people are at. You know, we don't have to try to just drag people up to our level every time. You know, Jesus just came down to where people are at and then he brought them with him. And we don't, we don't just grab people by the scruff and just say, well, this is where I'm at and that's where you need to be at. Jesus was just so graceful and, uh, and just so wise in the way that he did that. So hey, let's believe this week that we can really be intentional about finding common ground with people and really leaning in, you know, taking an interest in people, a genuine interest in other people's lives. Amen. I want to encourage you with that. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for your spirit, Lord, that's in, in it's inside each one of us, Lord. And I pray in your mighty name, Jesus, that you would just empower us, Lord God, in the art of communication, in the ability to find common ground with people, Lord, to value people, to know, Lord God, that we are people that have been empowered by you, Lord, to be intentional listeners in what we're doing. And Father, I just pray, help us in, in the area of our relationships, help us in everyday life, Lord, just to be more like you. That's our heart's desire is to want to be more like Jesus. And Jesus, we just thank you that you're at work in our lives. Your spirit 
is at work in our lives. And I just pray blessing over every single person that's tuned in to watch this message uh, and be part of this service today. I pray that you would empower them and you just continue to fill them with boldness, Lord, in every area of their life. Wherever, Lord, there's, there's any sort of deficiency right now, Father, I just speak your divine supply, Lord, just to come upon people right now, empower, fill people's lives in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us online today. Uh, Don't forget to uh, keep in touch with us and stay in the loop with what's happening in the life of the church. And uh, we look forward to being with you again real soon.